people need to be able to think, speak, and act without self-restraint. As an academic scientist, I have had the privilege of working with prescient giants in the field, such as Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. Zev Zelenko, Dr. Joseph Ladapo, and Dr. Harvey Reich. This is America Out Loud Talk Radio. Welcome to my Liberty Hour. I am Dr. Paul Alexander. Welcome to the America Out Loud talk radio network show. And you are listening to the uh, Dr. Paul Alexander Liberty Hour. And um, I have three segments today across the hour. And um, what I wanted to just start off by saying is uh, it's an honor and a privilege again to be here, that you would listen to my show, my my uh, talk show that goes to podcast the following day. I'm in the company of people like Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. Harvey Reich, the Bregans, etc. And um, Malcolm of the America Out Loud platform has given us a voice because early in 2020, 2020 <clears throat> we contrarian and uh, dissident scientists, we skeptics, we were canceled. We were shut out from the legacy media. And uh, it was places like America Out Loud that stood up. And I have to give big praise to Malcolm, and I ask you to keep helping him, helping his platform. The America Out Loud talk radio plays on the iHeartRadio network, as you know. And you can also listen on our media player from anywhere browser, anywhere in the world. <clears throat> we have the best-in-class apps available on Apple, Android, and Alexa. And we stream 24-7. You can also hear them on the podcast on those same apps. All of my shows, Dr. Paul Alexander, Liberty Hour, they go to podcasts the following day after the broadcast is heard on talk radio. You could hear them on Spotify. You could also hear them on Stitcher, Pandora, and iHeart Podcast, and many more. So I'm asking you to be sure to subscribe and rate the show on Apple, on Apple Podcasts for me. Um, you can find out more about my show and get all the latest podcasts if that's the way you want to go. If you go to the menu, navigation bar at America Out Loud, under our shows or schedule, and look for the Dr. Paul Alexander Liberty Hour. <clears throat> I want to start off by quickly reminding you that um, we are in a cancel culture with work people who've canceled us, smearing us, slandering us, us contrarians, where... All we've done really is raise questions. We've, we've raised questions as to this fraud pandemic that was never a pandemic. And uh, we've called into question this, this coronavirus itself, the origins of the virus, the timeline of release. What is this pathogen itself, whether this is a coronavirus? We know, it, we know something was, was manufactured in the laboratory. Somewhere, the question is which laboratory, how many were involved? Did America have a leading role in funding this research, actually leading this research? Some have asked, did America actually, was America the first country to engage in a biological attack on another? I'm asking you to think of COVID from that point of view. 
did America attack itself? Did America want this release elsewhere and inadvertently damage its own self? What is the involvement of Frank, of uh, Ralph Barrick and Peter Daszak, these people from EcoHealth, University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill? These, in my opinion, are very bad people. And I have, today, I had changed from the four horsemen of the apocalypse, and I was running with about seven. Who are the people that I felt have contributed to plague, pestilence, death, famine, suffering due to the COVID pandemic? Their roles in the pandemic, their roles in mRNA technology research, their roles in the vaccine development, their roles in all COVID policies. And then I settled on 10. 10 horsemen of the apocalypse. But right now I'm at 13. Because many people emailed me today and called me and asked me for the inclusion of several others. So right now I'm at 13 horsemen of the apocalypse. And these include Robert Malone, Drew Wiseman, Caitlin Carrico. These are the people who have come out solidly and claimed their role in development of the mRNA technology, which really is the basis for the mRNA vaccines. As part of the 13 horsemen, there's Tony Fauci, NIAID, Francis Collins, NIH. Francis Collins is someone who's who flown below the radar. But I would argue with people that he, pro he probably has most blame in all of this. Everything wrong that went with the COVID pandemic, the response and the vaccine. I include Peter Daszak and Ralph Barrett, Echo Health, University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill. Their role in gain-of-function research. I include... Um, I also include Walensky, past CDC director in Biden. I also include um, Deborah Burks, you know as the scarf lady. She wrote Shotgun with Tony Fauci and implementing the lockdowns, the school closures, etc. It was she and Fauci that lied to and deceived President Trump. She wrote so in her book. I include... Azar, for his role as head of health of health and human services and his specific role in absolving the vaccine makers and all the criminals, all the leadership, all the persons in all of the alphabet health agencies who made decisions, who costed lives. So we have these 13 horsemen Again, people like Wiseman, Carrico, Bula, CEO of Pfizer, Bansel, CEO of Moderna, Uga Sahin, CEO of BioNTech, all of these people. These people must be investigated and taken into proper legal forums so they can answer to the work they did and how they benefited. But we are facing dark times in the last three, three and a half years 
And when you look at the media now, you can see that they're pivoting and they're angling back to COVID waves in, in uh, this winter. And I suspect with that lockdowns and masks and all of that. So everything makes no sense because we know that COVID is done. We know the pandemic was a fraud. We know that all that was needed was to properly protect the elderly in any society with no lockdowns, no school closures, no nothing. Had we done nothing, zero, had we touched nothing, closed nothing, we'd have lost far fewer lives than we did today. Because as you know, we lost some people due to this pathogen. Yes, something that they created somewhere was released. People like me and JJ Kui, we argue multiple release, not single. But whatever was released caused some influenza-like illness, respiratory symptoms, particularly in vulnerable people, high risk. We know that the median age of death is around 83. In February 2020, it still is 83, August 2023. We know those people had two to three underlying medical conditions. We even drilled down food into U.S. data to show that 70% of the people who died in America, 70% had six or more underlying medical conditions. So we are, we are seeing that COVID, whatever this was, did take some people, but it did take the most vulnerable of the vulnerable people. We lost people too from the lockdowns, the tragedy of the lockdowns and the school closures. It was lunacy. Many people committed suicide. The collateral damage from the lockdowns and school closures and business closures caused death. We lost our liberties. But most of all, we lost people due to delayed treatment because hospitals and doctor offices were closed. So people with legitimate heart disease, the beginnings of cancer that needed some screening to try to retard the sequelae. Um, diabetes, etc. These conditions escape being captured in surveillance and being treated initially. So a lot of those people who were locked down and couldn't get care for two to three years, their disease advanced and now we, we are seeing it captured in the excess mortality data where the virus isn't killing people anymore or the pathogen, or whatever it is. Elderly, although we are seeing some spikes in younger deaths, which, which clearly points to the effects of the mRNA gene technology vaccine. It's not the virus. So if the virus isn't killing people, something is killing them. And we, we, we deduce fully 100% is the vaccine now. The truth of the matter is, with all of those people who were lost because of inability to be treated, couldn't get into the hospital because all the beds were designated COVID beds. We did lose in most of the people by the medical management of our parents, of our grandparents, of our loved ones, of our co-workers. Because as Granny left the nursing home and touched the ER door, her 28-day mortality risk rose to about 40%. So granny was already on a debt curve, debt spiral. She was spiraling down. 
immediately the hospitals and the CEOs and everyone was were incentivized financially to designate as a COVID and to take you through the COVID protocol, knowing that you would not come out alive. Their job was to just get you along this train protocol so that they could collect their money, tens of thousands of dollars. Hospital, this was a putrid money-making matter across America, across many nations. And this is what needs to be investigated. It's not being investigated now. If you see, if you look, even with the Republicans controlling the House, what they're doing in those hearings is a joke, is a farce, is dog and pony BS. They all eat together and dine and camp and socialize and club together, Republicans and Democrats. They're all the same. No one is going to penalize or try to get the truth. No one on either side. But the medical management killed our parents because once they designated granny as positive, knowing that this was a pandemic driven by a fraud PCR process. PCR, RT-PCR is not a diagnostic test. It's a process of amplifying genetic material. The maker of this test said it should never be used, never be used as a diagnostic. Certainly not in COVID. We know this. We know this was a pandemic created by a fraud, false positive PCR test where 97%, we've run the data, 97% of persons who were designated positive in 2020, 2021, etc., pull out of society, pull out of schools, they were never positive. They were false positives. Yet granny was designated positive and put into that back room with those windows, with that glass partitions, where no family member could ever see her until she leaves her dead. And they put her in that protocol. No doctor would enter the room. You'd stand behind the glass and look in with his chart. Not even nurses would sell them going. Many instances of granny below those covers with piles of feces all over her because no one would even change her. Maggots crawling all over her underneath those covers. It looked clean and nice, but it was not because no one was touching granny. So granny was isolated. A 28-day mortality had already risen to 40%. She was designated COVID. And she was dying because she was isolated. She was becoming malnourished and dehydrated. No one was feeding her. Dehydration and malnourishment kills many elderly. Isolation kills many elderly in those hospitals. That's what they did to Granny. She was circling the drain and going down. There was no way out for her. And they all knew it. They were just collecting money. She was part of the process. Then they sedated Granny so that she wouldn't resist with midazolam and diamorphine. These are potent paralytic drugs and other toxic drugs. And that caused her to eat less even and drink less. So she was more malnourished and dehydrated. And she was circling the drain and dying. Isolated and in fear. No one would visit her. She would never see her loved ones again. And then they pumped her with remdesivir, a liver and kidney toxic drug, a failed Ebola drug that further killed her. 
They denied the use of antibiotics, which was what she needed because she had low-level and severe advanced pneumonia, florid pneumonia, but no antibiotic treatment. They put do not resuscitate orders on her. And then they intubated her, put on the intubator and the ventilator. The ventilator proceeded to blow big holes in her lungs and she died. We killed our parents and grandparents. We let the hospitals and the medical doctors around us kill our family. They killed, they murdered them. We sat back and were part of mass murder of tens of thousands and millions of people in this COVID 2020, 2021, 2022. You are using the terms murder. These CEOs and doctors, medical doctors that you even still go to, they killed your family. They killed our family. That's why we need accountability and we need them tried in proper legal forums. The reality is that there's no simple answer to what they did. None. I want to thank Malcolm again. I want to remind you that you could find my blogs. It's free, it's daily. It's called Alexander COVID News. Please, it's free. Just Google it, Alexander COVID News. There's a $29 a year fee if you want to subscribe and support Alexander COVID News for all COVID-related matters daily. I write about. Thank you for the segment. Copix RX nasal solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flus, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. You wouldn't go a day without brushing your teeth or washing your hands. What about washing your nose? I mean, your nose does filter the air you breathe, air loaded with bacteria, viruses, and irritants. Make nasal hygiene part of your routine with Clear. No messy bottles to fill, no drowning sensation. Clear is a natural drug-free saline with the added benefit of xylitol, which blocks bacterial and viral adhesion. Available in stores and online at clear.com. That is X-L-E-A-R.com. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. AmericaOutloud.com. Seven amazing years. We know that if America fails, the world will fail. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty. America Out Loud Talk Radio, the liberty and justice for all. Welcome back to the Dr. Paul Alexander Liberty Hour on America Out Loud Talk Radio. I give you the background as to uh, all these shows. Um, these talk shows go to podcasts the following day on Stitcher, Pandora, Spotify, etc. I want to get back into what I was talking about because it's very distressful, the COVID protocol that killed our family. 
They killed our parents. They murdered our governments. The United States government in the Trump administration, in the Biden administration, they killed our people, murdered them. First degree, second degree, anyhow you want to say it to me. In Canada, under the Trudeau government, in all the provinces, Jason Kenny, Alberta, Doug Ford, Ontario, all of them, they murdered people. In Ontario, the nursing homes accounted for over 80% of all the deaths in Ontario. The nursing homes and long-term facilities and homes for the aged, the vulnerable people, they became killing fields in Canada. Yes, real killing fields. When you used to watch those movies in Cambodia, etc., that was what it was in Ontario. That's what Doug Ford and they were doing, killing people. We need him accountable. We need them accountable for what they did. I want to thank the wellness company under Foster Coulson. He's bought McCullough, Reich, Gessling, Ameling, myself, Dr. Alexander, Trozzi, Hodkinson, Marcus, Pones, nine of us. We had the wellness company, USA Wellness Company, Canada. And it's a new revolutionary way of medicine where we're trying to say that um, we're, bringing it, we're bringing a strong telehealth component with a focus on health and well-being and you taking back control of your own health care and decision-making out of the hands of bureaucrats and the doctors where you decide what you want to get, where you decide the way forward, where you are incorporated into decision-making, optimal decision-making for your well-being. That's what this is, the wellness company. And I'm proud to be part of it. Look, I spoke about the COVID protocol because I'm so angry. But I want to I wanna pivot to a major issue right now. Where you see the media, you can see, like today and yesterday, the CNN, the, even Fox, all of the legacy media are beginning to sing this song about um, the return of a COVID wave this um this fall, winter, where they're talking about this new variant, EG5, EG.5, or Eris. I think Eris is a goddess of disaster and doom and, uh, and um, in Greek mythology of disorder and chaos and mayhem. But that's what they're going to create, mayhem. Because they know, here's what they know. They are saying, that there's a new COVID wave coming in this, this 2023, the end of this year. Mm-hmm. Yet the FDA has asked Pfizer and Moderna to produce a booster for the XBB 1.5 subvariant clade. That was the one that was dominant, previously dominant. So they rush quick and they're saying we're making, and we are bringing this new booster in September, October. And everybody's excited, you know, all of these eggheads in CNN and, I mean, CDC and FDA, et cetera, and Pfizer and Moderna, et cetera. But it's going to be a catastrophic failure, like the new bivalent booster they just bought out. Remember that one based on eight mice 
where it was comprised of the initial Wuhan legacy strain plus BA4, BA5 clades. And what happened? What happened? It was replaced by XBB. The vaccine was dead on arrival by virulent booster. It didn't work in children. It didn't work in adults. In fact, what we were seeing is those who got vaccinated became reinfected, those who were vaccinated booster. So it's just a catastrophic mess. Why? Because today, those people who were initially vaccinated with the spike, to build the spike protein and thus antibodies to the Wuhan strain, the initial legacy strain, the phenomenon of original antigenic sin, which is, in, a, in other words, immune priming or immune fixation or prejudice, means your immune system responds and builds antibodies and a response to the initial exposure or prime. The initial prime was the Wuhan vaccine. So now when you get exposed again in the future, the recall antibodies is to the Wuhan spike. If you, if you bring a vaccine today to the EG5, uh, uh, um, to the XBB 1.5, I mean, which is what they're doing, a booster, by September, October. And when we look at the CDC data, even CDC's data is showing you that the EG5, the XBB 1.16, the XBB 2.3, etc. And, and then there's another one called FL, I think flip, a flip mutation, or I can't even recollect the exact name of this subvariant clade. But these would be the new dominant. So by the time this XBB 1.5 vaccine comes out, it will be dead. That will not even be circulating. It will be EG5 based on the present data. We have strong data. So they're bringing a vaccine again that will not hit the predominant circulating spike. And that mismatch causes you will still again be vaccinated whilst virus is circulating, but a mismatch. The recall antibodies, original antigenic sin, would be still to the Wuhan. In other words, you would be vaccinating people still whilst pathogen is circulating, so the immune response cannot get its maximal binding affinity cannot get a maximal affinity, maximal binding. So the immune pressure on the virus will be suboptimal. The vaccinal antibodies will still bind, but they will not bind strongly. They will not, in other words, sterilize the virus. They will not stop infection, replication, or transmission. Unable to neutralize the spike, the virus. What does that mean? That suboptimal immune pressure makes life uncomfortable for the virus if it's EG5 circulating predominantly. But the XBB 1.5 will make life uncomfortable, those antibodies. The recall antibodies will be to Wuhan legacy principally too. It will make life uncomfortable for the EG5, but not sterilize it. So there will be what we call viral immune escape. 
and the vaccinated will be infected. What does that mean? That means that suboptimal pressure on the EG5, EG5 spike is enough to cause the variants, the, the variants, to look amongst themselves, the viral variants, and select amongst itself the variants that could overcome that suboptimal pressure and infect the vaccinated person. Those variants are the ones deemed hardiest and fittest, that they could overcome the suboptimal pressure. Those will become enriched in the environment. Those variants are the ones that will be selected and become enriched and dominant. And that is how we've moved from alpha, from Wuhan strain to alpha all the way. Delta, all of them to, 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 to Omicron. Now all of the um, XBB, etc. And that is what we're going to do come September, October, November again. We are bringing an XBB vaccine, yet the predominant strain would be EG.5. That is ludicrous and disastrous. We're going to drive the emergence of variant after variant, and this will never, ever end. Never. You cannot curb or team or stop a pandemic or an epidemic or whatever you want to call it unless you cut the chain of transmission. You can only get to herd immunity if the chain of transmission is cut. If there's a mismatch between the vaccinal antibodies and the recall antibodies to the predominant dominating virus antigen, then you cannot neutralize the virus. Therefore, you cannot stop infection, replication, and transmission. Therefore, with that, you cannot get to who you are not cutting the chain of transmission. All of that to say, again, that this will be a disaster. The new XBB 1.5 booster will not work. And with EG5, other word, ERIS, they, they're claiming that the name of this variant will be ERIS, Eris. She's the goddess of chaos and doom. So what we will have is new variants going to emerge again. And this will continue out of the winter coming. They're even talking about lockdowns, whispering, and masks. Where we know we've looked at all of the evidence I've published in Brownstone, the biggest, the biggest study on lockdowns, the failures, school closures, business closures, masks, all the shielding. We found not one location in the entire world, not one, where any masks worked, where any mask mandate. In fact, we found wherever masks were implemented and mandates, those blue surgical masks, white cloth masks, etc. Infection and death went up. We found not one place in this entire world, across America, anywhere in the world, where any lockdown worked to curb transmission or death. We found nowhere any school closure worked to curb transmission or death. Nothing worked. 
I want to say it again. Nothing worked. And all we needed to do was to strongly protect the vulnerable. Had we done nothing, as I said earlier, we'd have been way better off. We damaged and killed people by our actions, particularly medical management. All we do now is nothing, I argue. We just come in EG5 dominance. We strongly double and triple down protect the vulnerable, and we use nasal oil washes like povidone iodine, 10% solution, diluted. You need to get it to a point where it's not stinging you, and you can tolerate it then. Or you use oral hydrogen peroxide. It kills the virus in the nasal, oral, nasal or oral mucosa. The upfront use of nasal washes and oral gargles using viricidal agents. So the pathogen itself, whatever it is, respiratory, aerosolized, does not take hold. You know, we go about strengthening our immune system. We get a lot of rest, proper nutrition. We have proper ventilation in our homes to prevent re-inoculation. We use vitamin D3 supplements properly dosed. But if you look at the COVID protocol now, you would see that we've added povidone iodine in the third line of the foot on the top white box because it's prominent. In other words, what we're saying is we might not have even had such a need for early treatment, antivirals, etc. Had we focused on this nasal oral washes because it's very effective, very cheap, once used properly and routinely. I want to thank the wellness company led by Foster Coulson again because they're doing human work there and they are supporting Malcolm and America Out Loud. I want to thank Foster because of his company with their supplements. There's a major supplement called Spike Recovery and um, it contains natokinase. Natokinase is that fibrinolytic natural blood thinner enzyme, uh, some links to the soy, soy plant, etc. We are finding that uh, there's research to show that besides thinning the blood, it actually dissolves or disrupts the spike protein. So it prevents it virus or vaccine from binding to any of the ACE2 receptors, etc. We have that natokinase in the spike recovery product from the wellness company. We have bromelain. We have NAC. We have, I think the pronunciation is cucumin. We have quercetin. And we have that process called autophagy. A-U-T-O-P-H-A-G-Y. It's, it, it's a fan, fancy song in tune, but what it really means is Digesting yourself. Okay? And what it really means is cells get to a point, cells in your body where there's a lot of waste product, etc. And what autophagy does is, is where you starve, you go into a sort of a fasting phase. Not too long, but you prevent the intake, just, just a brief phase. Some people call it intermittent fasting, etc., but we find that autophagy has a very positive role in mitigating COVID, the spike protein, plus anti-cancer, etc., anti-inflammatory. 
Because what it does is it forces the cell because you're not taking in food. Autophagy is a sort of a fasting. You could go in like on a water fast, even a one-day, two-day water fast. Well, doctor supervised, of course. And we find that by you not taking in uh, energy like food, your cells are forced to utilize waste product, etc. It breaks it down into in, 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 uh, constituent building blocks. And the cells reutilize those. So it's almost like giving your cells a breather space. Like I tell people, when you fast, when you stop eating, if you could go as long as you can using the nighttime sleep, plus no breakfast, you are doing something that is of great service to your liver and your kidneys and your pancreas. These organs, since you were born, have never had a rest. Everything you take in, everything you take in um, must be detoxified and metabolized in your liver, and pancreas has to do work with glucagon, insulin, etc. So you need to give it a rest. Your kidneys constantly filtering the blood, producing urine, etc. So we are seeing that um, the wellness company is doing good work. Look at the spike recovery. Um, you have access to uncensored content from them. Um, doctors who are not scared, scared to follow protocols. Um, thank you very much. Please go to zellsl7283.gmail.com to support me. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Go to OutloudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. AmericaOutloud.com. If you can't find it here, you can't find it anywhere. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought, working hard to earn your trust for seven incredible years and counting. America Out Loud Talk Radio, the liberty and justice for all. Welcome back to the third hour, I mean, sorry, the third segment of the Dr. Paul Alexander Liberty Hour on America Out Loud Talk Radio. Um, I'm being brought to you by, um, well, I mean, I have no major sponsor at this point, but I would have to say I provide scientific support, et cetera, with McCullough and Reach to the wellness company. I would have to say I stand by them. So I would say I'm being brought to you by the wellness company. Um, the reality about it is we've gone through two segments and there are so many issues. I mean, I write this daily blog called Alexander COVID News is my substack. It's called Alexander A-L-E-X-A-N-D-E-R Space COVID Space News. And 
the truth of the matter is I touch on political things. I touch on COVID and stuff, but COVID is done. The truth of the matter is the fair porn advocates, people in governments, people in actually COVID movement won't let it die. And now they're talking about, again, this EG5, Eris, E-R-I-S, Clade, that's going to dominate come fall. Yet they're bringing... a booster XBB 1.5 spike that cannot hit it. And there will be original antigenic sin. There will be viral immune escape. It will just be a disaster where they'll be driving more variants. The problem is, I was trying to explain in the last segment, is this. With Darwinian natural selection, when variants select amongst itself those that are hardier and fitter, environmentally to survive and in this case overcome the suboptimal immune pressure placed on the spike and not just not just the receptor binding domain we have pressure now on the n-terminal domain it's not just on the infectiousness of the virus we're talking about the virulence also the problem is we may select not just a more infectious variant but a more virulent lethal one and Dr. Good van den Bosch have been warning about this. And I'm a disciple of, of his. I'm a student. I agree. Right now, we have a problem with the spike protein. The spike protein from the virus, as well as the vaccine. Remember, with the vaccine, your cells are producing spike 24-7. And greater load. The spike, the spike protein seems to be having more of a devastating effect, particularly on the, on the vasculature. So the question is, many people come up to me, to McCullough, et cetera, and say, look, Dr. Alexander, how do I get this crap out of me? Those even who've had the virus and survived and done well, and those who've taken the vaccine, and um, the truth of the matter is, where we would first say no more shots, and then you have to go into some kind of spike detoxification, spike dissolving of the spike protein, and we can do that. We have some products right now, over the counter particularly, that seem to dissolve the spike protein. There's natokinase, there's bromelain, there's NAC. There are all these different forms. The wellness company has this particular product called Spike Recovery, Spike Support. And that they've put together with black seed oil, um, green tea extract, etc., but with natokinase as a principal ingredient. And um, it is a product that's in demand right now because the research that has emerged until the definitive clinical trial research with large sample size, proper duration, proper patient important endpoints, etc., until those studies are done, which may take two to three to four years, People want help now. They're suffering now. We're having a lot of blood clots, a lot of bleeding, a lot of paralysis, brain bleeds, all sorts of issues, myocarditis, etc. So people want help now. And the preliminary results seem to suggest a very potent role for natokinase. So this spike recovery product, we suggest that you consider, um, <clears throat> I would give you the website, but you can take a read on it about the spike recovery and consider it if you want. 
Um, you can get it from this site. It's uh, https colon forward slash forward slash www.twc.health, H-E-L-T-H, forward slash collections, that's C-O-L-L-E-C-T-I-O-N-S, forward slash COVID, followed by the number 19, forward slash products, forward slash long, hyphen, Paul, H-A-U-L hyphen formula, F-O-R-M-U-L-A, question mark, R-E-F with an equal sign, and then capital P-A-U-L. Take a look at the product and uh, see if it's something that interests you. I want to comment on something that I'm seeing in the news right now at MSNBC, CNN, everyone, talking about this... Um, that COVID cases seem to be rising as the fall approaches the winter and that um, we may have to consider issues around lockdowns and masks and stuff. And they're trying to say that swearing off the mask for good is not such a good thing. I think this is insanity. Pure insanity because COVID is done. Where they have mutated to now is about the mildest. It's like a common cold. But most importantly, there is not one study in the entire world that has shown that these blue surgical masks or these cloth masks ever worked for COVID. You cannot use these masks for viral respiratory illness and expect them to work. The virus particles are way too small. They will and do get through the pores of the mask. And when those pores get moisture-laden, it distorts the mask even more and it's highly ineffective. There is no data nowhere in the world that supports a beneficial role for these masks, these COVID masks. They're pure junk. Please burn them. Don't partake in this sort of conversation. It's actually ridiculous and embarrassing. So I wanted to, uh, I wanted to take a look again at some of the issues that we're handling. There was a really interesting paper that came out from Kettle, um, K-E-D-L and company. It was a preprint. But why it's interesting is, is that um, they wanted to study potential aerosol, so aerosolized transfer of humoral immunity, like antibodies. And... Um, speculating also that if antibodies could be transferred, aerosolized, then why not the lipid nanoparticles that contain the messenger RNA? Messenger RNA itself and fragments, or spike protein itself and fragments. Remember, all of this whole mRNA, the um, lipid nanoparticles, spike protein, everything was operating on a nanoscale. They operate in a nano environment. So even smaller than the viruses. So if virus could be aerosolized and transmitted that way, of course these can. The question is the medium, etc. But what they did is they, they set up a really ingenious study. And what they looked at was to see, um, if I recollect, they looked at households with parents who were vaccinated and then other households with parents who were not vaccinated. And I believe they tried to see, if I recollect the study, I don't have it in front of me. They tried to see, is there any transfer of anything? And they looked at antibodies. 
And what they found is that in parents, the parents who were vaccinated, their children had antibodies and all of their children were unvaccinated. They also found that those people who were vaccinated had antibodies um, accumulated on the inside of the masks, suggesting that they could aerosolize their antibodies and why not the lipid nanoparticles, the spike protein that they produce post-vaccine, etc. Dr. Roger Hodkinson went, took a look at my blog because I wrote about this in Alexander COVID News. And he said, it's very interesting, but he also saying it doesn't necessarily have to be that there's there's antibodies in the face mask of a person who is it could be that those antibodies came from another vaccinated person who was shedding on them. That's very interesting. Lipid nanoparticles and RNA or exosomes that have spike in them, etc. So I wanted to bring that to the floor because I thought what Roger said um, was actually very interesting. And I thought that um, it was important to bring it to the table. Why is why is something like this important? Well, it is important because remember, we have gone on record saying that there is shedding. And there's a lot of accumulated evidence now that there is shedding. And that um, we're not just speculating. And this is not just a best guess on our part. So here's the issue. The issue is if they can show antibodies are spread aerosolized that way, again, why not? If I'm a vaccinated person, I can transmit spike. It's highly possible that I can. So that raises a lot of problems. We've been writing that um, we run the risk based on the accumulated evidence. There were this um, there was this. Let me see. I'm trying to, I'm trying to find exactly what um, what uh, I'm trying to find the um, the blog, the Alexander COVID News blog that I did, which dealt with the shedding, because it's a big, big problem now, and um, what we're trying to say is that um. Uh, in the shedding issue, we are trying to say that um, you are shedding not just the vaccine, but the lipid nanoparticle portion of the vaccine, the mRNA, its fragments, its spike proteins, its fragments, etc., the subunits of the spike. And the reality about that is that we don't know. We don't know how long you shed for. We don't know what kind of damage is being done. And do you shed to your kids? You know, what are the issues? And we are beginning to see data that is accumulating to tell us that shedding is happening between person vaccinated and person unvaccinated. So issues around in sexual contact, all of these things remain very problematic. And I'm seeing that the, that the unvaccinated person should not be in any contact with a vaccinated person because we just don't know. You know, how are we shedding, you know? Is it is it aerosolized? Is it via saliva, droplet infection? Must it be skin-to-skin -skin contact? You know, parents who are vaccinated, how much of a risk do they 
um, pools to their children. So these are very, very, very important issues and questions that we have to consider. And um, I saw this story today that I, I put on my blog, Alexander COVID News, how the Guardian rag, which is a insane, corrupted, inept rag, going full throttle against Bobby Kennedy Jr. You know, about they claim anti-Semitic remarks and stuff. And I think I've heard him clean that up. And that, um, well, look, it's election season. I won't be voting for Bobby Kennedy. I wouldn't mind a Trump-Kennedy ticket. I think he's a principal guy, and he, um, I like his stance on the vaccine. I wouldn't to take a listen to him. I think he's a serious guy, too. I also wanted to comment on the uh, early treatment protocol that we put together. Me, Dr. McCullough, Reese, Selenko, Vliet, Urso, Gadapo, Kelly Victory, Osquey, Ramin Osquey, a mentor of mine, sadly he passed, Armstrong Tyson. If you look at the COVID protocol, first of all, there are things I wanted to point to you, the old versus new. In the new schematic, you can see in the top white box, at the top of the protocol where we had things like contagion control, self-quarantine at home, we've now added added the nasal oil washes to the protocol, povidone iodine, hydrogen peroxide, xylitol, different forms of saline, etc. But what we're saying now is by adding the povidone iodine or hydrogen peroxide, we are trying to say that very early on in this whole sequelae, nasal oil washes as many times as you're exposed are critical because the studies we've looked at showed that um, the nasal oil washes were highly effective, 90-95% in reducing risk of infection, hospitalization, or death. So I wanted to remind you that we updated the protocol by adding this section um, on the nasal oil washes. Uh, I also wanted to um, talk about the fact that uh, uh, we have in Pfizer documents in mid-2020 that Pfizer itself had submitted that, that submission on the legacy trial it did to get vaccine emergency use authorization. And if you went to pages 67 and 68, what you would see glaringly and very shockingly is that early in 2020, Pfizer submitted to the FDA, but buried deep inside of that document is the fact that Pfizer knew and were excluding people who were vaccinated and who could potentially expose pregnant women, etc., or have skin-to-skin -skin contact. And we were talking about females. They also had a section on page 68 where they're talking about males, etc. So Pfizer knew that these vaccines would shed. Pfizer knew there would be two aerosolized 
modality or skin to skin, etc. Body fluids. Pfizer knew this. My question, and I'm taking a lot of a lot of respect and a lot of cheering on and, and some haters too. My question was simple. If we knew, if Pfizer knew, if the FDA knew, and if Robert Malone was the inventor of mRNA technology, and Drew Wiseman, and Caitlin Carrico, and Bula, Albert Bula, chairman, CEO of Pfizer, Stefan Bansel, CEO of Moderna, Ohin Sahin, CEO of Biontech, if all of these people knew, if, if we are seeing that in this written document, Malone and all of these people should have known. What am I saying? I am saying, like with reverse transcription from messenger RNA back into DNA, like the mitochondrial damage, like the DNA plasmas, like the fact that it doesn't stay at the injection site, like the fact that we finding spike protein and fragments almost two years old. Malone knew he has to be investigated.